from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Check us out on YouTube. Look up 99.9 The Fan Raleigh on YouTube. I think we're about 200 subs away from 3,000. I like round numbers. So let's get that up there to 3,000. As I've mentioned, if we get to 3,000 subscribers on YouTube, where you can watch a whole bunch of our segments. If you missed them on the radio, uh, you want to watch us get animated about something, Yeah, uh, check it out on YouTube. We're and, 201 away, by the way. Ooh, okay. So just, just, just about 200 away. And if we get to 3,000, we'll put the video out on... Can I put up a YouTube short through the browser, Dennis? Or yeah. do I have to do that through the app? You can do it through the browser. Okay. Well, I can I, show you. I have, this, uh, I have this footage of me constructing and consuming... A forbidden glizzy at Costco. That's the reward for 3,000 followers. And maybe it's not a reward. Maybe that's what's keeping us from getting to 3,000. Maybe. Because when we get to 3,000, I'm putting that thing up on YouTube Shorts. Okay. So we'll see. Just something to keep an eye on. Maybe put a teaser out there. <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe put a teaser trailer nope. to our teaser. No, I don't know. The forbidden glizzy cannot be teased. Mm. You just have to take it when you get it. Or can it be? I don't know. Only one way to find out. 3,000 subscribers. We'll talk to Trip Tracy in about seven minutes. Let's answer some Hey Joe questions brought to you by Oak City Sports Guards. What do we got, Dennis? From the Peace Street Bridge, with all the success, commercial and otherwise, the Canes have been having, how many cups do they have to win before we get away from this redneck, redneck hockey nonsense? <laughs> I'm thinking at least two more. Yeah, okay, so at the stadium series, I did see a shirt that I had not seen in years, and it was a redneck hockey club oh, really? T-shirt. That was probably back from O2. I've never seen it. Oh, you've never seen it? No. Okay, so that was from O2. I'm pretty sure the whole redneck hockey thing was from O2. Fair. As somebody who is not originally from North Carolina, mm -hmm. but I have been living here since 1995, I've lived here longer than I ever lived in Florida. I was 16 when I moved here. I'm about to be 44. So for all intents and purposes, you're a North Carolinian. I'm a North Carolinian. Okay. Um, I, I think sometimes we tend to forget a couple of things. One, we're all in our own little bubbles. And for me, I'm not a country guy at all. I'm just not a country guy. And yet, a bunch of shows go to Walnut Creek that are country, and they're sold out all the time. I can sit here and make fun of Jake Owen's AI chat-generated lyrics about blue jeans and bodies of water and you know, feeling like I never want to grow old. And yet I know that show at Red Hat is going to be freaking packed. Yeah. So I think what ends up happening is you get caught up in being in your own little bubble, and there are bubbles of Raleigh specifically that if you never left— You'd never know it's country here, y'all. And I just said it. I've been living here since 95, and even I have gotten around to just incorporating things like y'all. Because it is what it is, man. At the end of the day, it is still North Carolina. And it's a little, it's a little chicken fry. At the fry. end of the day. Thank you, Matt Rule. He, he will never, ever be Southern. All right, next up. Say it ain't so, anyway, Joe. Long story short, Say get it over it. So. It's It's okay. It's okay. Anyway, what, what do we got to get? All right, from Scott. Hey, Joe, is this the best NC State men's basketball team since the Valvano era? Now, Sendex 04 team was a 3C, but they lost in the second round. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we'll know how good this NC State team is until 
the results in March. But for context purposes, if we go by Ken Palm, and for those who are unfamiliar with Ken Palm, Ken Pomeroy is a statistician. He's a basketball geek. He's a stats geek. And he owns it. And he puts together a predictive measure. It's not like net where you don't know what the formula is. Ken Palm tells you what the formula is, and it's a predictive measure in the grand scheme. Right now, NC State is Ken Palm ranked 38th. That 0-4 team was a Ken Palm ninth ranked team. Hmm. Yeah, okay, they got beat by Matt Frege, by Vanderbilt, Matt Frege, uh, in Orlando. I was at that game, which was, that was, that was a tough watch. I was there for work. Fantastic meal at Emeralds at CityWalk in Orlando, oh, but that's another nice. conversation for another day. We, I think we tend to forget how good that squad was, even though it had a disappointing exit in the NCAA tournament. They're not the first good team to have a disappointing exit. They're not the last good team to have a disappointing exit. We're talking Julius Hodge, Marcus Melvin, Evtimov, Engin Atzer, Scooter Cheryl, hmm. Levi Watkins, who's now on the staff. That was a good freaking squad with a future ACC player of the year in Julius Hodge. This team... I don't know if they've got an ACC Player of the Year guy on it. Terquavion Smith has had a really good season, but most rankings that I've seen, he might be outside that top three for for um, for ACC Player of the Year chatter. Jarkel Joyner has been amazing, but I don't see him in any sort of chatter for that either. And DJ Burns has been a lot of fun too. But ultimately, it comes down to what they'll do in March when you compare them to that 4 squad, which was a dynamite team for NC State that did go 21-10. and 10. Next up. I got a proposition for you. From Kevin. Hey, Joe, will Keats join the coaching carousel? <laughs> um, Can I see it? Yes. Yes, I can see it. Because the, the, the thing about the ACC is that it doesn't pay like the Big Ten or the SEC. And the pressure to win in the ACC is greater than some of the places in the SEC where football will eventually take over in terms of interest. So, can I see him leaving? Yeah, I can see it. But let's see what kind of jobs open up and let's see what NC State does based on how the season ends in terms of a contract. And, you know, retaining staff and and everything else. Next up. How you doing? From Michael. Hey, Joe, who do we have to convince to make those state uniforms permanent? <laughs> I'm a fan of them. Yeah, I mean, they, they broke out the 83 inspired, and they just says state across it. Um, who do we have to convince? I mean, you're going to have to convince a very, how shall we say, finicky licensing department over at NC State. Mm. I think they should do it. I'm with you. But... People get really, really caught up and overthink branding at NC State because, well, you know, there's other schools that have state across it. Yeah, but state's the one with an iconic team that won a championship with that jersey. I don't really, I really don't think it should be a hard thing to solve, but hey, I'm not a lawyer. Next up. Whoa. From Eric. Kind of worried about Jarvie being trade bait, or is that idle internet chatter? Yeah, Seth Jarvis is trade bait. Yeah, I'm going to go with idle internet chatter. Uh, I don't think that the Hurricanes are all that interested in more, as they've, and we've heard it enough times, whether it's from Tom Dundon, the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes. We talked to Rod Brindamore yesterday. If you missed that conversation, you can check it in the Best of the OG podcast. I keep, I keep hearing the phrase, they don't want to mortgage the future. Okay. 
Well, Seth Jarvis would be part of that. Mm-hmm. He's a good young player that I don't think they want to get rid of. But they do have $10 million in cap space. We'll talk to uh, Chip Tracy about that in a little bit. Next up. Yeah! Final one from Doug. Hey, Joe, who is the ACC Player of the Year right now? Uh, can I wait? This is a hard one, actually. Can I can I wait till the end of the season to answer that one? No. I mean, right now, okay. Doug so asked it today. If, if I, he it, needs an answer. It would be Kyle Filipowski. Today, it would be Kyle Filipowski. Uh, unfortunately for Armando Baycott, uh, he has not had the kind of year that even he expects, even though he has broken records. But there's still time left. They've got big games against Virginia and Duke down the stretch. If, if Armando shows up big in those games, I can see him winning the ACC Player of the Year, or I could see him winning ACC Player of the Year as a career award. I mean, it could be as simple as that. But in terms of consistency this season... Kyle Filipowski has been really good uh, on a consistent level, and he's fought through a lot of physical play. Throat punches, fouls, all that fun stuff. So I would go with him as your ACC Player of the Year. We'll talk to Trip Tracy, Valley Sports, next. I'm here with Coach Pete from Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, when it comes to retirement, how do you factor inflation into your financial fill-up? <laughs> well, that's a big thing these oh, days. Yeah. How do we counteract this? We make sure that our money's in the right place. We make sure we can't lose a lot of our money when we get closer to retirement. We need to make sure that we have an inflation-protected plan for the next 10 people who call. We'll put it together for them, Tim, at no cost or obligation. They'll even get a bag of my new coffee when they come in. Call 800-691-3215, or you can text my name, Tim, to 600 600- 700. Just make sure they know that you heard about it here on The Drive. Let's go to the Easter Automotive Group hotline. Say hello to our friend Trip Tracy, Valley Sports, Carolina Hurricanes. Trip, I know there's been a game in between the stadium series and our conversation, but have you come, have you, have you gotten off the, the buzz, the high of what happened on Saturday? Uh, Sort of, but not really. Uh, it, it, it was just, I mean, Joe, I mean, just two really quick shares. I mean, driving in, I had uh, Kevin Weeks was in town for mm. uh, the national broadcast, and I had dinner with Kevin at uh, Sean Hill's house. And, of course, they were both big parts of the 2002 run to the final. And... Um, Sean's wife, Margaret, cooked up something good. And I'm one of these people, if I hear a song I like that I don't know, I'll ask. And they had it just as we're having dinner. It was an Eric Church song, Springsteen. So I'm rolling in listening to Springsteen on repeat, 3 o'clock in the afternoon for the game Saturday. And as far as I could see, not just tailgating, but Hurricanes jerseys everywhere. And I just had a moment where I was like, wow. You know, it's not just people coming to an event. Uh, they were all clad in Hurricanes jerseys, and that was unbelievable. That brought a tear to my eye. Then I wanted to tell you, you know, that um, as I had not dressed appropriately for the cold at the ice surface in our radio location, I made one wise move. I went up because it was my first time ever in Carter-Finley, and I went up to the, the press box to have a coffee, went to the bathroom real quick, yeah, just left the urinal, and I'm. This is when your interview came on, you and Joe with Tom Dundon, mm-hmm. and it was so good. I just stayed in there for its duration, and sipped my coffee. Awesome, love to hear uh, that. I want to I, I compliment you on that interview. Uh, it was terrific. 
Um, and, you know, I, I stayed in the bathroom for its duration um, because I, I thought, you know, the, the questions were great. Tom was awesome. And um, I just wanted to tell you that. And then obviously the night I went on, although I got cold, I went on to <laughs> enjoy a night of just perfection for the hurricanes and yeah. for everything that this area means to me. And now they know about it throughout the hockey universe. Trip Tracy, Valley Sports, Carolina Hurricanes. And, and that emotion, I wanted to start out with the emotion that you had. I know I joked with Mike Maniscalco earlier in the week. I knew he was hyped for this event, that he was truly taking it in because I've never seen him post so many selfies. Maniscalco never posts selfies, but he was doing it. And I loved it. I, I thought it was great because there's nothing wrong with enjoying that moment. But as we're coming out of that game, and I'm and I'm thinking to myself, all right, well, here, here's been the Canes the last couple days, right? You had the Cam Ward Hall of Fame induction on Thursday night, and they successfully powered through that emotion and won. You've got the stadium series, which speaks for itself, and they put the hammer down on the Washington Capitals. I'll throw the alumni game in there. I mean, how awesome is it that Rod is out there with some of his former teammates? He's out there with Brooks, his son. Um, you know, even Don Waddell's dressed up, and everybody's having a great time. And then you can come off this emotional high of the weekend, and then, oh, by the way, we have just a regular season game now on a Tuesday night against the Blues. It would have been completely understandable for the Canes to just kind of, whew, breather, you know, collect ourselves, and we'll get them next time. Instead, it was yet another fantastic performance uh, by Sebastian Ajo, and obviously the big headline is that Andrei Svechnikov gets two goals. Uh, he breaks out of his scoring slump. This team doesn't seem to be affected by the moments in the regular season. I almost want to fast forward to the playoffs now because that's the next big emotional test for them. Yeah, I, well, I completely concur, and it would have been – and the Blues had just gotten beaten decisively mm -hmm. against Ottawa, who they're going to play tomorrow on Sunday. Um, they had had meetings with management, coaching staff on their off day on Monday. They're not long removed from winning the Stanley Cup. Um, it, it was just a recipe for a milk debt. I mean, I know I'm <laughs> with my slips, I'm, I'm partial to Reese's, but I mean, it had all the, the clippings for a, a dud, and it wasn't. Uh, and it just speaks to the true maturity of this group. Um, excellent performance against the St. Louis Blues. Freddie Anderson, really good after he candidly, you know, said how bad he wanted to. He had had a tough outdoor game, how badly he wanted to win. Um, so the maturity, the individual and collective focus to play the way they did against St. Louis, I give the huge Caniacs, Joe, a lot of credit mm -hmm. to because it's another, I mean, I think the crowd might have been, they were still outstanding, and they wanted to see Svechnikov complete that hat trick. They were chanting his name. You know, there might have been a few times where, you know, you could feel the fact that they were giving it all that they had, but they even had a little bit of a hangover from the Saturday yeah, night man, I was I was tired, Trip. I've been tired, man. I mean, between that game and the State Carolina game on Sunday, I got my kid hockey, you know, youth hockey at 640 in the morning on a Monday. I was tired, Trip. I, I was, too. I mean, I came home from the game. I mean, I had to do all that I could after the Kings beat the Blues to get myself to the dog park. <laughs> and it's a welcome couple of days off. And so, yes, you look at what have the Kings played, 56, 57 games, whatever it is. Yeah. And they have not. They've had some games where they haven't had it, not many, for a period or two. But they haven't had one game out of all those games 
in my view. Some people would maybe point to Arizona the night before Thanksgiving, but the Canes were outstanding in the first period, really first half of the game before it fell off. They're going to play Anaheim Saturday. They played Anaheim at the end of a trip uh, that was very successful. They had their, you know, their rookie get-together, still found a way when they didn't have their legs to get it to overtime. So they haven't had one game, Joe, including the one you mentioned with admiration on Tuesday, mm-hmm. where you know they threw a dud out on the ice, and that just speaks to the culture of what is. With that being said, two full days off, and this is the first time that we're going to see the Ottawa Senators this year, and they're a team that's rebuilding, still has hope to make things challenging in the Eastern Conference wildcard picture. They're a good team. They, they showed some of their weaponry last year. So can the Hurricanes again put a good, you know, uh, a good effort uh, forward against a good Ottawa team? And then they'll have Anaheim, a team that, you know, those hard games, teams that you're expected to win on Saturday. But it's just been unbelievably impressive to see them continue to uh, – put stellar efforts on the ice. Trip Tracy, Valley Sports Carolina Hurricanes, joining us here on the OG. I'm Joe Ovias. Gilio out today. We'll be back on Monday. we got about 30 seconds here. Trade deadline will be next week. Will you be surprised if the Carolina Hurricanes don't find a way to use up some of that $10 million in cap space to get better? I know they're... I know they're fantastic right now. They're on a heater, but it's also February. Do you, do you, how do you see that playing out? Well, I, in, a, in 30 seconds, I revert back to, you know, you and Joe asked Tom that succinct question, and I can I guarantee you that Tom and Don are trying like crazy. Mm-hmm. They know in their back pocket that this is a very good team. Prices, from what I'm gathering, are really high. Okay. And you know, you know Tom and Don want to – they want give, value. They want value. They always want value. But they all, but they also want to give their players and the coaching staff a reward for the fact that they've invested to the ends of the earth mm-hmm. uh, in what they've done this year uh, to be an elite team in the league. So you want to give them that reward. You want to give them that positive jolt. With that being said, you know, does it make you significantly better or does it make you marginally better? These are all the things you've got away. I've said to you before that Don Waddell, this is anything but his first rodeo. He would have a better barometer than anybody if, you know, this is going to be one of those deadlines where prices actually fall. And then, you know, it, it, so it's better to wait right up against the deadline. The last quick thing I would say is you never know. We, we've heard about all the players mentioned. You look a few trade deadlines ago where you were acquired player, you acquired players that had term that weren't being spoken about at the time and Brady Shea mm-hmm. and Vincent Trocek. So, what I can say is I do think that they will do something. I do gather right now the prices are very high. They will keep the big picture in mind. But I know that if, if they don't, which I think they will, they badly want to be able to give the players and the coaching staff a reward for what they've invested as long as it makes long-term sense. Trip Tracy, Valley Sports, Carolina Hurricanes. Trip, appreciate it. Good to catch up with you. I'm glad that everything was. Uh, I mean, we couldn't have asked for a better day on Saturday. Uh, awesome that you guys were able to to have that experience. And we'll talk to you next week. Joe, I'm glad I got to tell you how great of an interview I thought <laughs> nice. that was. Trip, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. All right, take it easy. Are you struggling to get a good night's sleep? Look no further than Parkway Sleep. For 20 years, we have been your locally owned and operated sleep center. I'm Brandon Giggling, president of Parkway Sleep Health Centers. Did you know that people are waiting a staggering six to eight months for a sleep study at other sleep labs? At Parkway, we understand the importance of your sleep needs. That's why we offer openings within weeks, not months. 
saving you time. Don't let sleepless nights take over your life. Visit us today at parkwaysleep.com. Parkway Sleep Health Centers. Sound sleep, sound health. 